surely we should work towards flavor once we've solved all the other problems around food okay yeah so it's not like oh maybe i should eat something which is better for the environment and the animals therefore i'm just gonna have handfuls of oats i mean or just i'd happily grass plain me. i mean okay that's fine but if imagine a world where a tofu stir fry beautifully flavoured and spiced mm. sustains you and grass sustains you which one do you choose? Uh, I guess how, how well seasoned is the grass? <laughs> <laughs> the grass is just grass it's wet <laughs> wet and muddy well I guess I'd have this tofu stir fry which is what I'm having tonight by the way oh amazing Yeah. Um, coincidence are you cooking it from scratch? Uh, in yeah, as much I guess as much cooking as okay. there is to be done with that, then yeah. Okay. As yeah, in, I'm, you, you I'm haven't grown soy in your garden. Well, no. I, okay. In fairness, I didn't grow any <laughs> ingredients, but other than that, I'm starting from scratch. Yeah, that's that's I that's guess, the normal version of starting. From I scratch. guess I'm also not making the sauce myself. It's a pre-packaged sauce. Sweet okay. and sour. Well, that's a li- that's a little disappointing, wow. but it doesn't affect me in any way, so I don't know why I'm upset. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it'll be great. It will be, actually. Oh, so. Um. Anyways, hi. How are you doing? Going on? We're now recording, so I'll I'll I suppose we should say hello. Should we Should we do an intro? Yeah, let's do an I, intro. I hate the idea of an intro. Okay, though. let's not do an intro. But what? It's just <laughs> most of the podcasts that I consume. They have this like highly edited highlights bit, and in the intro they're like, "Welcome to the whatever podcast." And I guess right, if you want to bring people back and you want branding, yes, and and you want engagement, which we and don't, you want people to be excited about the rest of the podcast. That's what you do. But to be honest, if you don't want to be listening, stop listening. Stop listening. Do you know what I mean? We've, I will say we have told people to stop listening more times than we have <laughs> done to like tune in next time or whatever. But that's well, probably to be fine. honest, as far as I'm concerned, do as you please. <laughs> as long as it doesn't bother me. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, if you want to carry on listening, do. If you don't, that's go about too. with your day, fella. Hmm. Oh. All right, cool. All right, no intro. This podcast doesn't have a name, and neither do we. It's fine with that. <laughs> it, it does, and we do. But if you don't know it, that's your But if you fault. haven't seen episode one, you can... <laughs> no. That's, that's really, really mean. Yeah, but so is everything. Right, okay. So I was going to ask you what... A... Oh, maybe this is really boring. Are you doing anything for Mother's Day? <laughs> Essentially, no. I know. I'm not actually I'm a, doing anything. I'm aware you're not a mother, but I mean, <laughs> do you have anything planned? No, because we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Well, that's I true. eat different food from my parents, and I'm not going to cook them food that they will eat because I, 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 it's against <laughs> my moral framework. Hmm. Um, and so all the things that I used to do, like offer to cook food, uh, go for a, like a walk. I mean, we could go for a walk. But <laughs> you like, can still do that. That's not against your moral principles. But what we would do is we would like drive to the countryside and do a walk rather than like do a walk round here. Which, hmm. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. A sh- <laughs> it is a shithole. Oh, but wow. it's not the worst in the UK. <laughs> it's decent. And to be fair, about five ten minutes that way is a really posh place with loads of big houses. So we tend to walk that way. Hmm. I say that way and this way, and I'm pointing on the camera, yeah, and Alex anyone. can see that, but everyone who's listening has no idea what I'm talking about, and that's how that's I like fine. it. That's fine. That's podcasting, baby. That's the risk you take. Um, exactly. Um, but, I mean, most people can understand, you know, one way down the road is the way that we go, and the other way <laughs> right. is the way that we have our backs to. We're going anyway. to start from scratch. Picture a road. Yeah, so imagine nothing. (laughs) And now, picture a government 
wanting to provide transport for its people. What does it do? It makes a road. Is it has it got corners on it? No, it's a straight road. So you can see your enemies coming. Exactly. Um, but uh, I have got my mother a present. Wow. Uh, I got her a bottle of gin. Damn. Does does she like gin, or is that just a? a massive oh God, no! I'm going to drink it. All. <laughs> I'm going to drink it in front no, of her and then kick her out. She she is a fan of gin, but I also benefit from the present now that I think about it because I will have some. Dope. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you in case, um, you know, she's listening she's... or is nearby. Well, this, these enemies are close. You cannot fast <laughs> travel. Can't fast travel. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've I've got some stuff lined up, but as you say, it's just it's just material uh, items, not a not unlike a nice day out or for offering to cook or anything. But yeah. you know, such is life. Well, you're now allowed to, you know play basketball at the park on your own which you can't do at the moment which is mental I would like that um, well no you wouldn't it doesn't impact you I like basketball I like okay well <laughs> when have you ever come to play basketball with me because I don't like playing basketball with other people I like excellent I like you like doing being on my own <laughs> and trying to shoot baskets and then missing and then being like ah oh, damn I'll move a bit closer that's my angle, wow. and also I can dunk on some hoops because I'm quite tall, but not proper yeah. ones. <laughs> no, I can't dunk on a proper one. I'm about two inches too short. Okay. Which probably means just work on your jumping, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it means be genetically better. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the main the main issue is I literally have just never trained plyometrics and I'm more about fundamentals that no one cares why am I, why <laughs> everyone am I talking cares. about this literally everyone cares about everything we yeah. say that's our I whole play angle. basketball I played it at quite a high level for quite a while and now I don't because we're not allowed um, hmm. and one day you'll make money off of it oh fucking <laughs> absolutely not I mean in, in order for that to happen I'd have to be in a situation where everything is paid for me. I don't have a job, and I make what YouTube YouTube videos about amateur basketball. That is pathetic. Don't you dare suggest that ever again. Now I'm joking. I, I, it, it would be it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, if if you could do what the sidemen did with football, but with basketball. But I I don't know whether there's an audience for that in the UK. We can find and all out. the Yanks prefer flashy basketball. We could try it, couldn't we? We could take a poll. Um, <laughs> to all um, four of you listening to this podcast right now, if yeah, you're in the UK, and two, <laughs> and two of them are us. Two of them are me. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask, is film reviews worth doing? Because just after we started, um, another podcast... Whoa. Um, has also Wait, there are, started a similar segment. There are other podcasts. And no, they haven't copied us, because let's be honest, no one knows who we are. I can't believe there are other podcasts, but anyway, go on. There are other podcasts that talk about films, it's crazy. But when they were doing it, it was like, in one episode, they recommended a film. Hey, we to did the other, To the other co-hosts. And then the next episode, they were talking about it for like 20 minutes. Now... As soon as that segment ended on the first episode where they recommended the film, I, A, forgot about it, and B, couldn't really be bothered. <laughs> so when it came around to the next episode, there was 20 minutes where I just didn't care. <laughs> oh, so you're, go you're going in the direction of we shouldn't talk about films. <laughs> well, not we shouldn't talk about films, but I don't know... I mean, because the problem is, if you're going to talk spoilers and stuff... It's good for if people have watched it. Yeah. But if it's someone's first episode and they didn't catch the last one, it's going to be quite difficult yeah. to not spoil stuff for them <laughs> without them knowing. Anyway, the point is, no one's listening, so we can carry on for the time yeah, being. Yeah, I was going to say. Firstly, we don't want to. We don't want to. Uh maintain an audience anyway but also we no. don't have one so it's fine alright to be fair that's fine um, I can't believe I actually thought about what other people might want <laughs> how dare you <laughs> for 
you know, at least 20 minutes. <laughs> well, anyway, well, it's, listen, look, there are no rules. We don't even, we can talk about films this week and we don't have to ever talk about them again. Or we can talk wow. about them every week forever. It doesn't matter. I th- that That's probably going to be it, isn't it? Yeah, that's all we have. Yeah. Anyway, I watched Tokyo. Um, <laughs> did you? Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I liked it. It was really good. Did you cry? Um, I was on the verge, but I don't know. <clears throat> no, I did not, but perhaps I should have. Yeah, I cried twice. Wow. That's as many times as I cried for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, <laughs> which I've talked about before. <laughs> Genuinely. Anyway, go oh. on. Well, the first time was when Okia was in the underground mall mm. in Seoul. She's running through all the stuff, and there's like that big crescendo where she like falls over. And the guy like takes the bit of pottery out of her foot, and you can see that she's crying. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm cracking up thinking about it now. But that was, that was awful. Yeah. Just because it was like, why do I care about this <laughs> CGI, CGI <pig>. giant <laughs> imaginary pig? Mm. Um. And then, and then the other time was when they. Uh... It was just it. It was literally just watching. Uh, the killing floor, basically. Yeah, that was pretty brutal to see um, specifically like the um, this is a spoiler at the end when the pigs like after watching them being marched up this thing where I'm already I already know what's on the other side of it imagine being a kid that's never seen slaughterhouse footage and hasn't got a clue what's on the other side of it um, and then as they're coming out having already been traumatised by that they like inflict harm upon themselves lifting up the electric fence mm. to push a baby out so that they can try and smuggle a baby home. That got me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a couple of, a couple of, th- is there, is there anything that you want to bring up about it? I get, well, anything you particularly liked? I just, I particularly liked all of it. I like that. I did like that. The, um, the, uh, pig was so, uh, the way it moved and stuff was so like a pet because I've I've had dogs all my life so it was like I was like wow that that is the kind of bond you have when you <laughs> live with an animal for ten years so I, I thought that was really good um, yeah. but yeah I liked it I liked I liked the um, the activists I thought I thought they would go down I thought the film would go down the route of um, sort of poking fun at them a bit more. And it did a bit, but mostly they were treated as the heroes, and they were, so that was good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really funny when they had the ALF guy and he sort of faints. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, he hasn't eaten in like a week. And then he just goes, all all farming is exploitation. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but you have to eat, fella. (laughs) And that's what they said. And then he ate a tomato, maybe. Um, yeah. The realistic police brutality throughout was pretty. Yeah, that 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 was pretty gut wrenching yeah. to be honest. When they call it, what were what were they called? Oh, the black something. Basically, black ops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the brilliant cutaway where you just see the guy with the baton and it cuts away just as he's like going to strike him on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rank. Pretty yeah. Um, pretty upsetting to see. But I guess that's the point. Yeah. Um, I have a question oh, about on. the film for you. What did you think of Donnie Darko's attire? <laughs> Wait, which one's uh, Donnie Darko? Jake Gyllenhaal. Is he? Yeah. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was was like standout <laughs> as like he really he really got into what he was doing. Um, he really did. 
What did you think about the fact that he wore shorts all the time <laughs> was and was constantly like, pulling them up? And even at the like, like when we first meet him, and then when he's on TV, he's like, yeah, yeah. And then when he's in in the lab with the animals, it's like, why are you? He's why are you still wearing shorts? And then when he's at like the big ceremony, everyone's in nice dresses, and then he's just there with his with his bloody safari hat and his, his shorts. Yeah, I just really I, I loved. The, I don't know whether they did this on purpose, but like the framing where they're having that huge corporate meeting in this cold, lifeless building right on the top floor, and then, and then you can see you. you can see his face, and he's wearing a blazer, so he looks like he's in a suit. And then as he like slides across and gets to the door, you just see that he's still wearing his shorts. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what the point was with the two Tilda Swintons. <laughs> I thought no, they were going to do a prestige-style just... twist, but then there wasn't. <laughs> I I don't really know. I mean, I guess it was like... Um, it, Tilda Swinton 1 yeah. is demonstrating that um, even if it's good for the environment and stuff, you still probably shouldn't kill animals. And then Tilda Swinton 2 was, this is the embodiment of animal agriculture as an industry mm. in this day and age. Um, which is interesting, because her like right-hand man, um, played by Giancarlo Esposito, wow. um, he or, he plays Gus Fring in Breaking That's Bad. That's what I was going to say. I, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but I recognise him from Breaking Bad. <laughs> in Breaking Bad... The whole point of Gus's character is to represent corporation as a human. So it's quite interesting that he's he's in and around that role again. Hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if if um, he imparted some I don't know help to Tilda Swinton. Not that she's like incapable, because she's she's a really good actress. Um, but it it can't have hurt her to have him around hmm. as someone who has had to play person as corporation before um, but yeah I, I have to say the juxtaposition between the natural surroundings of South Korea and then like the cold hard nature of corporation and social media and urbanisation was really stark and maybe that's just because it's something that I'm aware and thinking about <laughs> but it really it, it sort of yeah, it was it was quite stark to me, and I thought that it was only fitting that the only way to convince them to free Okia at the end was to Give pay more money. an extortionate <laughs> amount of money for it, which again is just basically saying this is a rank industry. Are we gonna rate the films? <laughs> no, fuck it. No, we're not. Because firstly, it's an arbitrary scale. Secondly, that being who said, cares? six stars. <laughs> Out of how many? Who knows? <laughs> Do you know what? In that case, I'll give it eight. Wow. And not tell you how many it's out of. <laughs> Because um, for you, it's probably six out of six, and for me, it's like eight out of a million. <laughs> and our star rankings, yeah, our star rankings are different. So I will yeah. also give it a, a grade. Uh, it gets a G. Who, okay. Which grade is best? I'll not tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was just trying to think if there's anything else. I have note. to say, I haven't seen Mulholland Drive yet. Well, that's fine because you watched something else. I did. I watched the entirety of Twin Peaks over like three days. <laughs> Not that's not true. I watched season one, which is eight episodes. Yeah, and um, which is how long a season of something should be. Definitely. <laughs> now that I'm on season two. Oh yeah. And I've got to the midpoint. <laughs> it's like eleven and episodes. Or whatever. So we're going to talk spoilers again. But basically, the point oh that I'm up God, to. Oh my god! If you haven't seen Twin Peaks, I mean, is, watch it. But also, I mean, it came out in in, in the, the late eighties, <laughs> yeah. early early nineties. Um, basically I've got to season 2 where um, Leland has just had Bob leave him in right. the cell okay. after the fire alarm's gone off yeah. um, and 
basically, it felt like that should have been <laughs> the end of it, right? Sure. They've got Bob. It turns out Leland's mental. Yeah. But no. It turns out uh, there's this another is, villain. This is, this is halfway through. <laughs> this is literally halfway through the second hmm. season. After that, I've got to watch a prequel movie <laughs> and then like 20 more episodes. Yeah. And, and, the, um, and the season three episodes are not 45 minutes or whatever. I think they're a solid hour each. So. Oh my <laughs> God. Are you serious? Because I have to say, my feelings about it are undecided yet because I haven't seen the whole thing. Um, but season one, I thought, was as close to perfect as you can get <laughs> a television season. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was beautifully crafted. The acting was 90s, but, like, fine. But not, yeah, um, very good. It was great, but 90s. <laughs> um, the writing was fantastic. Yeah. There were so many little details woven into it. Yeah. The surrealism yeah. <laughs> is a breath of fresh air, and it came out 30 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fantastic. Great, right? If you haven't seen Twin if Peaks, watch Twin Peaks. I mean... definitely watch season one and then just stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, d- I don't know whether that's a good idea. Well, a lot of people don't like season... Have you... Have you... What's, what's James doing right now? Where James at? has... Right, so... <laughs> Donna... Yes. Obviously went to meet up with James and was like, James, so-and-so's dad, whatever her name was. Not Laura is what I call her. Whatever her name is. What's her name? Um, Miranda? Uh, Maddie? Maddie. Ma- maybe not. Maddie's dead. So James goes, well, I'm going to ride off on my bike now mm. because whenever we're together, people die. <laughs> and Which is true. You can't fault it. <laughs> I have to say that the most infuriating part of it has been that whole 1990s love drama thing, which mm. I have, I don't care about. Even in the first season, I wasn't too asked about, but it was an important part of the story. Yeah. You know, with the locket and sneaking into Jacoby's office and stuff and the crack in the gas tank. Um, which sort of just gets swept under the rug. <laughs> like, he gets found by the police with crack in his gas tank and goes, well, that was clearly put there. And they go, yeah, all right. You're probably, you're probably right. It, do you know what? Fine. <laughs> Let's not go and arrest Bobby or anything. Mm. Um, who's a bit of a scumbag character and kind of annoyed me in the first season. Yeah. But I think that's the point. Yeah. You just um, you just wait for his redemption arc. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Not really, but well, every I'm just thinking, every bad character either redeems himself or dies, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I don't know. What does he do? Become Leo's permanent carer? <laughs> um, I don't think it happens. I don't even remember what happens to him in season two, really. Um, but come yeah. season three, you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm back on his side. It just takes 25 years. It just takes... Yeah, he just has to stop being an annoying, infantile pre-teen... Well, not pre-teen, he's post-teen. Yeah, yeah. He's like 18. Also, I love how the whole of season one happens over like three days. (laughs) (laughs) I think that my favourite bit was like someone... I think it was Cooper wakes up in the hospital having been shot. And it's like, right, so this is the start of season two, and it's like, right, so... I've been here a week. Basically, <laughs> last night was mad. <laughs> there was a murder, the mill was set on fire. We got Jacques. Uh, <laughs> Did someone yeah. killed him? Oh, that's probably what you meant by the murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. It is pretty great. Yeah, see, see, I, yeah, I, well, season one is perfect. A lot of people don't like uh, the progression of season two, but they mm. do think it starts out pretty strong. Yeah, I counted. It took them five episodes from 
basically Audrey ringing Cooper saying, I saw you looking like a movie star, which I thought would be like, oh, therefore next episode he'll figure out where she is. It then took them five episodes <laughs> to start that thing, and at least three before they even brought Audrey up again. <laughs> and I was just thinking, sorry, she's in danger. You've got this like special connection with her or whatever. Yeah. And you just... You get a phone call from her and you're like, I'm sure she'll be home I'll soon. I'll put that on the back burner <laughs> for now. I've got bigger things to deal with. This is Twin yeah. Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a quaint thing in... Is it Washington? It's Washington State, isn't it? I guess it? so. Yeah, because... Um, oh, do you... Which is the Pacific Northwest. Has, um... How's... So you've met Albert, obviously. He's in season one. Um... Who is Albert? The um, FBI, the, the mean FBI guy. Yeah, right. I th- right. So <laughs> has he? What's he been doing? I I have to say, he is at the moment me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just really rude and really principled, <laughs> and just kind of kind of sick of everything he's doing like he's good yeah. at it but it's like oh do I have to why am I here <laughs> yeah so he's basically just come back uh, because well you can assume they don't actually explicitly say it which is good storytelling because I don't need to know I'm clever enough to figure it out when Maddie died he just appeared back and was like here's the forensics yeah um but yeah I have to say when he um, gets gripped up by Harry for the second time in season one and then like shows a bit of fight back by like grabbing him as well and does his whole speech about how he's non-violent yeah. and it's a bit like wow that's me because <laughs> up until that point he was just a grumpy prick <laughs> then he was a grumpy prick who believed in non-violence I love and then I related <laughs> yeah it's pretty great um David Lynch, of course. Uh, I don't want to say cameos because he's actually a pretty regular uh, figure, and and wait, just wait till season three. Um, but he is, of course, in it as uh, director Gordon I Cole. Have, I, I have seen. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, in season one, I think you only hear his voice. You hear his voice. Yeah. And then he comes in shouting at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. he's. So he, has he met Shelley yet? Or is that later? No. Oh, you just wait till that. That's pretty great. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, I won't, um, I won't spoil anything, but yeah, it's just all pretty great. I just love. I love how there's a million things going on at once, and like some of yeah. them connect, but you don't know how many. Like you don't know which things are gonna end up connecting. And um, absolutely. <laughs> and like when I watched it for the first time, it was striking how many people are like married and also having an affair in this fucking town <laughs> just well, in this town like <laughs> 1990s like countryside America small town America what's what's uh, Josie doing Josie Packard uh, is that the one that's that the was Asian running lady. the mill yeah yeah so the Asian man wait no, no, uh, no that's what's her name anyway Josie had her mate slash brother. I can't tell because <laughs> we get told different things by different people. Yeah. Um. He came to collect her, and I think she flew away. Right. Oh, I don't even remember this. <laughs> but she's not. She's not here right now. Okay. But I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if she came back. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. It's just. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't. <laughs> She's an interesting I'm character. I'm terrible with character names, No, 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 that's fine. She, she's an interesting character, but it's more... It's really expanded on in the in one of the two books that accompany the the series. Right, well, I'm not doing any fucking I know, reading. I'm not asking you to do a book report, but <laughs> I'm just saying if if, uh, if she doesn't... Cause I can't, because I've read the book since and I haven't rewatched all of season two since, um, I don't remember how, like... I don't remember how she comes off, um, but then the mm-hmm. book really like corrects it. Like, oh no, she's she's actually uh, this is what she's actually like. But anyway, we won't we won't get into that. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. 
Well, are enjoying yeah. it. Are continuing to enjoy it. One last thing. Yeah. Which I've already told you. <laughs> the giant. Yeah. Uh, is a seven foot actor who is also in Star Trek and is like the servant to Luxana Troy, which is Diana Troy's mother. Cool. Um. So. Yeah, if you understood what I was saying there, uh, this podcast is probably for you. <laughs> if you get all our references, and don't even, you know, don't even try. If you only get nine out of ten, then you're not welcome here. <laughs> you might as well not be here. Yeah. So, did you have a, a Twin Peaks related game? No. That we could. No, absolutely not. No. Okay. Yeah, I do. Uh... <laughs> oh right. Okay. It's uh, fantastic, but I, 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 God, can we not just gush over how good Twin Peaks is for another ten minutes? But no, okay, I I'll mean, get out the game. What's, who's uh, who is your favorite <laughs> character then so, so far? My favorite character. Oh, this this is really hard, right? Because <laughs> immediately in season one, pretty much as soon as uh, Audrey was introduced, <laughs> I was like, Audrey's fucking sick. Yeah. Um. So she for quite a while was my favorite. I thought Cooper was annoying at first <laughs> and then grew to love him, basically. Yeah, okay, good. So, it's either Audrey or Agent Cooper. Alright. Um, Andy annoys me, and so does um, whatever her name is. Lucy. Lucy. Yeah, but they're, Lucy they're and Andy annoy too. me. And our whole storyline <laughs> is a joke. How dare you? I don't you? care. I don't care. What are you saying? Why do I? Why would I care? Are you saying stupid people don't deserve love? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is it doesn't deserve to take up five episodes whilst Audrey <laughs> is being smacked up in some next whorehouse. Anyway. Hmm. All right. Uh, just trying to think. I guess my yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I would say Agent Cooper is my favourite character. What with him being on my arm and all, but um. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did realise only the second time that I saw the dream that the floor <laughs> is what you've Shepherds. got on your arm, right? Yeah. yeah, it's sort of Twin Peaks' signature thing. <laughs> you should get used to it. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I also really like, and this is, I guess this is another character where he's really expanded on in the books, but um, Dr. Jacoby, I find him really just uh, funny and likeable. I hate him. Okay, that's fine. Do you, do you know when he's... I think he's really weird and creepy, <laughs> but then I suppose if he's expanded on in the books, it might make sense. Well, I, I like even in season one when he's like first brought in for interrogation and he just has like he's just doing magic tricks with go golf balls or whatever it's yeah just not taking... that's quite funny <laughs> and like but... meanwhile they're being like you know like a girl is dead and he's like yeah but did you know these this indigenous tribe does this or whatever it's like well okay yeah for me it was just terrifying when he got the necklace out of the coconut and started listening to tapes of Laura. Now, obviously, when you learn what's actually on the tapes, what it means, and you hear it later, you're like, okay, well, Jacoby was just trying to help. But at the time, I was just like, this guy's a nonce. He definitely killed her. <laughs> and that's probably mm. a fair response. Yeah. But no, you were you were misguided. Much like I, I was. imagine everyone was, everyone watching for the first time is like, oh man, any of these psychopaths could have killed her. <laughs> There's Although, so many bad people in this town. <laughs> I have to say, I I predicted that Leland was going to be super important the moment that his hair went grey and he started going <laughs> mental. Yeah, okay. Because I was just like, well, that's a clear costume change slash character change. Therefore, something has happened. Therefore, it will be important later. All right. Um, and it just sort of became clearer and clearer. And then you basically figure it out the moment before it shows Bob in the mirror. And that is what I call brilliant writing and execution. Um, Good. I thought I thought it was fantastic. I'm glad. Well, I'm, like I said, it is my favourite show. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but I do. I did think you would enjoy it.
so I'm glad you did. The, the, the main weirdness for me that sort of made me go, oh, come on, <laughs> come on, is when Major Briggs just comes in and goes, an alien told you that the owls are not what they seem. I was like, it didn't have to do that, did it? I was fine to some extent with the, the paranormal, but if you could just leave aliens out of it, that'd be great. <laughs> but the owls are not what they seem. And do you know what? I as I actually, as soon as like Leland came to and they were like, oh shit, where's Bob? I was like, well, the only thing that hasn't come true, you've got the smiling bag, you've got the gum oh. coming back into fashion. Um, you, you know what Laura said in her dream the only thing is the owls aren't what they seem so I was like well he's going to be an owl then isn't he and they're going to have to catch an owl which I don't know if that happens you just wait he's yeah. definitely an owl uh, yeah gosh uh, you're, you're, yeah you're going to like season 3 as well I'm sure of it I might re- okay. I might rewatch that. Well, I'm rewatching all of it anyway. I've just finished season one. I'll watch okay. season two again. <laughs> season one was the perfect cliffhanger. Yeah, should have ended there. Um, <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> but have you? Um, you you've never seen Star Trek: The Next Generation. No. no. I would say that the season three cliffhanger for Star Trek: The Next Generation is probably the greatest cliffhanger in all of television history. Okay. All of television history. Wow. And we would know. We've seen all of television. I would know, because (laughs) I've seen that episode. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how it works. That isn't how it works, but I don't care. Okay. Anyway. Well, I'll I'll watch three seasons of Star Trek. Honestly, it's worth it. And then you don't have to watch any more after that. Although the first episode of season four is great, simply because it plays off what happened. Well, the first two episodes. Okay. Episode one is the conclusion. Episode two is the aftermath. And then you can stop. So go to 402 of TNG and then never watch any Star Trek ever again. <laughs> and you'll probably be the happiest you'll be with Star Trek. Okay. Um, and I think the reason why it's so brilliantly punctuated is because some of the episodes are really shit (laughs) up until that point okay they're just classic 1980s don't do drugs kids telly and it's a little bit hard to watch but there are some fantastic episodes as well anyway we're not talking about star trek we're talking about twin peaks what have you got for me i do love twin peaks um okay so uh it was hard to think of a Twin Peaks related game, um, but all, all I've done is, well, I've tried to come up with something in the theme of what we've been doing for the past two weeks, which is, you know, did this, is this a real thing or not? And uh, okay. so what I've done is I've taken some quotes from Twin Peaks. I think they're all from season one. That might not be true. Um, okay, <laughs> and then I. Well, let's hope they're from the first half of season, <laughs> season two, two, if not. Um, so there's yeah, there's some real quotes, and then obviously I've just I've written some fake things, and I guess we'll call this uh, Twin Peaks or Sun Geeks. How about that? Oh, <laughs> How about that? That's bloody brilliant. That. That's the smartest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I doubt that. And I watched Okia. No, um, right. <laughs> Do you want to just... Should we just do this? Should we go ahead? Yeah, why not? Or should we just turn off and stop recording? <laughs> which is what <laughs> Which is what I think every time I want to do something like this. I should have got some reviews for Twin Peaks. But then what would be the game? I guess it wouldn't be a game. It's just me re- reading reviews for Twin Peaks. <laughs> reviews Twin Peaks. <laughs> and I read the review and you have to tell me whether they... Is left. it Twin Peaks or is it Joker? <laughs> <laughs> or, or I could read the review, and then they like the review is something like, "What the fuck? It's so weird." And then you have to guess if it's like a five star review or a one star review. <laughs> 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 Did this person actually like it? Um, no, but that's not what we're doing now. Okay, it's time for Twin Peaks or Sun Geek. Uh, oh, I, 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 I was going to do a theme song, but 
And then I thought maybe we should do the Twin Peaks theme song, but that's just. There's a Kasabian song da, that, that starts out like that. Da, 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 da. Anyway. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, Laura's t- theme terrifies me as well, by the way. Mm. Which pretty much gets played after every episode, except like three so far. You just wait till bloody Nine Inch Nails turn up in season three. <laughs> No. Legit. <laughs> oh my god. I have to say, I did see that season three was available on the Skybox, but obviously I didn't start watching it because I'm not at that stage yet. Mm. But the promo picture, you know how it's usually like a title screen or, you know, like the main characters on like a movie poster? This was literally just Old Hawk. And I was just like, oh, okay. That's it. That's the appeal. People, cool. People love Hawk. He's still there, <laughs> even though he's basically so far been a plot <laughs> just person. He, just he, he moves on the plot <laughs> by being a great detective, or finding out a piece of information, or is a Deus Ex Machina. Uh, but also, he can communicate with the, you know, with the, the trees and the owls and the. And it also, yeah. Well, knows... he's, a, he's a Native American, isn't he? Yes, therefore. I have to say, what, the the only time that I laughed out loud was when uh, Lucy's sister comes in and goes, "Oh, this is the the eagle that you talked about." And it's like hawk, and he's like, "Yeah, so you're a Native American. You must really hate white people. White people have been so bad." I was just like, "Yeah, fair." Anyway. <laughs> One day we'll play this game. <laughs> One day we'll just live stream us watching Twin Peaks together. To be honest, if it comes onto Prime, I think we're allowed to do that. Oh wow! Yeah. If it's on Prime, you're allowed to do a watch party. So we could do a watch party for Star Trek Lower Decks if you want, which is Futurama meets uh, <laughs> Star Trek. Sorry, why did that, that take that so makes long? Sense. Carry on. <laughs> okay, Twin Peaks or Sun Geek. Um... Bong. No, okay. Uh, okay, where are we going to start? Okay. All things considered, being shot is not as bad as I thought it might be. That's Agent Cooper. Is it? Or is it something that I've taken that sounded like something That's he might so have said? so close. <laughs> well, he <Influence>. definitely... He, <laughs> Yeah, I swear he's like talking to Diane on his little machine and he's like, Diane, this isn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is Agent Cooper, well done. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just setting the scene because for, for, okay. for some of the that, fake ones... That was that was an easy one. <laughs> like if he'd said... I don't know. I don't know. If, I, if I'd said uh, being stabbed is not as bad as I thought it might be, that would be an example of a fake one. That okay. sounds like it might be real, even though he wasn't stabbed, so bad example. Okay. <laughs> the owls were pressing in on her. Ooh. Uh... See, what I'm thinking is the little bird that, like, lands on Laura's shoulder and pecks her. But, also, there's bare owl imagery. <laughs> Like, there's so many owls that like are watching in the forest. Is it something that a character said? I'm gonna say no. I don't think it is. You are correct that it is. Okay. It is slightly wrong. It it was um, it was the something else were pressing in on her, and it was probably said by the log lady. But I think oh, right, I think okay. it's like the darkness was pressing in on her. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that the log lady was a thing. <laughs> is she not great? And just in terms of like just the little details, like as soon as Cooper was told um, your favourite gum is coming back into fashion, the log lady is seen in the next scene or the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. She's seen chewing gum. Right. And then she like spits it out, and it's pretty grim. But the whole point <laughs> is, like, 
just that tiny little detail your favourite gum is coming back into fashion irrelevant character in the corner of a diner scene <laughs> that no one except me is watching you know um, is chewing gum it's crazy pretty good am I a weirdo for picking up on that no it's it's no things that reward you yeah. paying attention are good yeah also the the bookhouse boys little tears thing that they oh. do um I noticed that and then I realised that everyone in the Bookhouse Boys does it and I don't know whether that means that they're all Jewish or whether that is just the oh, Bookhouse Boys thing that's just all really sad just oh. crying all the time James has always been cool oh god uh, well I don't in in season one at the start it doesn't look that way <laughs> it looks like like Bobby is the cool one and Bobby has a cool friend and James is like the not quite cool, not quite nerdy, not quite sporty, like in betweener. But he also so I'm trying to but say he has is, Bobby's girlfriend. <laughs> he he yeah. <laughs> true. Until she died. <laughs> yeah, until she was brutally murdered and then he went on to get with her friend until, <laughs> until he, he realised that that pairing like causes murder. <laughs> Smart guy. Not the brightest spark in the plug box. Um, yeah, James is a bit of a... I don't know. He's not. He's definitely not... He's nowhere near my favourite character. No, that's... He's no. a bit of a waste of space. <laughs> I kind of agree. He's so sad um, all the time. Anyway. Yeah, he's, he's a brooding person. But he has a nice um, guitar, and I respect that. He has a fantastic motorcycle. Um, but was he always the cool? Quote? <laughs> was he always was, cool? James has always been James cool. James has always been cool. Yeah. Who would be saying that about him? Because I don't feel like he's ever talked about... By anyone. Do you know what? The only time that someone might have been talking about James would be Bobby and his mate before it all kicked off, before the fight at the roadhouse. But at the same time, I don't know, because he's pretty much always with Donna, which means that they're always talking to each other. No one's ever talking about them. Although it could be like Harry saying it to Cooper mm. <laughs> in the station. So, um, so I'm going to say cocaine on this person. Yeah, well, James has always been cool. James has always been cool. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that isn't something that was said. It is a real quote. No. But in fairness, you might not have. I think it might be season two. It's definitely oh, not okay. season one because I just watched season one. Um, it's definitely not there, so yeah, I'm sorry you've been absolutely tricked. But the reason it's okay. the reason I um, the reason I chose it is because it's sort of a meme in the Twin Peaks community. Because James has not always been cool. He's, James no, has he never hasn't. been cool. <laughs> Although I have to say, we don't see the first 18 years of his life. He might have been cool and then just cool. gone off the rails <laughs> and become a bit just, of a weed. He became. He got a bit sad. Um, just moped about all the time. Just sometimes he just wants to get on his bike and ride away, you know. <sighs> just you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I am the forehead, and I sound like this. And then, uh, then like crackling. <laughs> Surely not, but also <laughs> possibly. I'm trying to Did think this, who would say that. This might also be later, in fairness. So I might be, uh, I might be being unfair to you here. But these, for me, I've just picked out stuff like off the top of my head, so I can't tell you for sure where it comes. No, I, I, I. I would have said that isn't one, but given that you told me that it's later, I now know that it is one. No. Well, okay, fine. Um, and who said that? 
the person who said that is Norma. No, uh, what's the ginger one called? Nadine. Nadine. I think it's Nadine. Because she's mental. It's not a real quote. Who I haven't seen for like (laughs) six episodes, by the way. She just like breaks a a fridge door and a glass. She has super strength. And then disappears. And where did that come from? What's that about? If anything, it's encouraging kids to swallow too many pills. Mm. Oh, I want to be like Superman. How do I do that? Oh, you just get, you know, to prepare a seat and all. Yeah, don't that's, don't that's do that, bad. kids. By Kid. the way, this is not medical advice. Yeah, to all the kids listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Well, that wasn't. No, that wasn't real. You've been absolutely tricked again. Oh fuck you! Because <laughs> I, I have to say, it really didn't sound like anything that anyone had said. <laughs> but in fairness, it's yeah. I think it's cheating because I think you haven't heard the real quote, which is, um, "I am the arm, and I sound like this." Oh, right, okay. Which is said by one of the people in the various dream sequences. Oh, right, okay. I think it's said by the you know the little dancing man. Also, it might have been said backwards, because you know he typically speaks backwards. Yeah, he does say things backwards. <laughs> there were a couple of things that he said which I didn't really clock onto. And, to be fair, there is a one-armed man. Hmm. Um, and he actually is the f- first guy that recites the poem. Mm, fire walk with me. Yeah. Uh, which is actually, it was really annoying because I was trying. After Leland says the whole thing in the cell, mm. I like searched it to find the whole thing and it cuts off at fire walk with me, but there's a little bit after that. All right. Where it's like, um, you might think I've gone insane, but I will kill again. But there's also, there's a little bit as well before that which is the end anyway carry right. on okay um I don't know where we are ah I feel like I know her but sometimes my arms bend back right ooh <laughs> because there's Definitely, I'm just trying to remember whether the little guy says it about Laura in the dream, her arms bend back, or whether Laura says, my arms bend back, and then Cooper is always going, her arms bend back sometimes. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't like. <laughs> I wouldn't change the uh, her to who, who it's addressing. I wouldn't, oh, right. I was like, oh, sometimes my arm bend back. Oh, that's real. No, idiot. He got tricked. Um, so what? What? What's the quote that you've given me? Uh, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arms bend back, and it is real, and and you know it's real because you recognise it. So yeah. well done. That's 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 real good. Uh, and. Was that said by the little bloke in the dream? Uh, yeah. Laura in the dream? No, I think it was Laura in the dream. The, well, the, yeah. the Laura doppelganger, maybe? Yeah. No, I think it is really Laura. All right. Well, no, I, I think... think that's what he's going for in terms of the paranormal m- mad shit. But the little man Because Cooper has... The little man says, this is my cousin. Doesn't she look like Laura? And then he goes up to Laura... Okay, but imagine <laughs> we were cousins. Yes. <laughs> and you looked like me would it not, with, with glasses. And, uh, no, 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 no. And, and you were Alex. Would it still not be true for me to go, this is my cousin, doesn't he look like Alex? <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know what's going on in David Lynch's head, so... Well, nobody does, that's the fun. Hmm. Uh, what season three doesn't give you any answers what <laughs> why would it <laughs> I'm so surprised yeah you, you do need to watch the prequel movie before season three essentially I've been told wow by the internet 
because I searched Firewalk With Me poem and it was just like, do I really need to watch the prequel film to watch season three? And I'm like, why is this the first thing that's come up? Also, it's two hours of your life. Chill out. If you actually... Like, if you're contemplating going in to watch, like, a 20-hour series yeah. and you can't be bothered watching a two-hour film, just reevaluate what you're doing. I agree. Also, that being said, that film is annoying because there's, like there's a load of deleted scenes called the missing pieces and like you're encouraged to watch the deleted scenes separately from the movie and it's essentially a whole nother movie <laughs> so it hell. might be closer to four hours <laughs> oh my god although I have to say the culture that we have sort of become in the west is my attention span is so short I can't be bothered to watch a two-hour film, but I will binge-watch a TV yeah. series that's 25 hours. And it's just mental to me. I agree. Because um, I'd rather watch 25 hours in 45-minute chunks. Anyway. Is it just me, or is it getting crazier out there? I feel like... Harry has said this. So I'm going to say it's a real quote. Okay. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think Harry said it. But I still think it's real. It is a real quote. From the movie Joker. <laughs> oh! Now I'm surprised. But to be honest, I'm the reason I picked that is because I'm sure... Someone in Twin Peaks has probably said something like that. Um, yeah. Because obviously their, their, their town is crazy. Their um, town has... <laughs> it became mental overnight. <laughs> overnight. Honestly, soon... Believe it or not, season one, episode one is when things start going a bit weird. <laughs> um, that's the end of the game. <laughs> it was good to end on the Joker, as we always like to do. <laughs> Well, as they say, you get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Oh. <laughs> and next week we can do uh, guess the is it Twin Peaks or Joker based on the review. <laughs> well, I was actually going to make a suggestion for our next episode. Oh, okay. That we just rip off Desert Island Discs. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, <laughs> did you want to, well I mean we'll explain it next time if we're doing it But uh, your, your homework, your official homework is to consider if you were stuck on a desert island you get one album you get one film um, and I'm going to say you get one season of television wow um, what else we, you get we one person oh okay one book so the five things so one album one movie one series one person one book yeah and that person is like to spend your time with oh not to so you just wouldn't pick me (laughs) I'd pick um, I don't know (laughs) well don't do it now no I know we're not doing it now I'm just thinking I'd, I'd, pick so, I'd pick someone that I could spend time with, but then eventually I'll kill and eat them. <laughs> and actually, that might be you. So that might be me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn. Fair enough. <laughs> this has been a slow episode. <laughs> it has, hasn't it? And that is my fault. I, I did not. I've, I've discovered I am losing energy fast. <laughs> what are we going to name our private investigator? company um uh sp- uh twin twin peaks <laughs> but peaks spelt <laughs> with two e's because <laughs> we're peaking wow and there's two of us whoa <laughs> that's all working out that's mad why don't we just uh add a yeah alright twin peaks alright dope well, uh, Peaky Twins. <laughs> Peaky Twinners. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. 
twin peaky blinders. <laughs> That's the crossover <laughs> I've always wanted. <laughs> it's just David Lynch in a flat cap. That's all it is. Just walking around yelling at people. <laughs> That's all it is. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, you ha- you have a lot of Twin Peaks to watch. I do. I do. I also have a, a project. Oh um, yeah. An essay. Yeah, we have yeah university and stuff to do. An exam. Yes. And then the essay should be fine. It's about the epistemology of memory. Right. So, does remembering something uh, give? Well, my essay question is yeah, to please. do with <laughs> whether remembering something means that you ought to believe that it's true. Right. In the very strict philosophical sense of truth. Um. So yeah. So fun. I'm not. I'm not with a capital <laughs> N for no. For no, it's not. Well, my essay title, which I've just found uh, because I sent it to my uh, tutor yesterday, uh, should we consider the interests of future people when making decisions? Uh, Have you read The Good Ancestor? No. Shit. Who's that by? <laughs> that is. I'll go and get the book. I'll be back. Edit this out. Or don't. It doesn't matter. I won't. It'll just be me monologuing. It's about uh, basically shifting your thinking to long term uh, instead of short term. Right. Um, And the idea is that will help reduce the amount of debt that you're in. It will help you make better decisions for your children. And also... um, on on the span of like um, centuries, like how do you if, if you think about your vote as like a next five year thing, then you might vote a, a way that you wouldn't if you were considering. Well, imagine this government is going to set the precedent for policies and for cultural thinking for the next hundred and fifty years. Who do I vote for? Um, and so yeah it talks about the different time spans so like from the generational so say 25 years to uh, the cathedral like hundreds of years Um, and it's quite interesting Um, there's plenty to be said for thinking about future people when we make decisions and just out of curiosity is that the value of human life module. Yeah. What's it called? What's its proper title? Value and the meaning of life. Right, okay. Have you talked about animals at all? Uh not really, no. That is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> That's so annoying. Well, but I'm actually kinda glad that I ended up not doing it now. Well it might in fairness, I haven't been paying attention for the last couple of weeks because because he told us in week five he told the master students, like, basically, you know, get going now. Like, you guys need to pick an essay topic uh, and start doing it. So, obviously, I only wanted... I didn't read ahead, so I could only really pick one that we'd already covered. Um, yeah. So I chose choosing, which um, basically relates to... I don't know, Have you heard of the non-identity problem? No. Okay, it's... it's it's, based, it's the idea that, um, it, you know, it, we uh, if we we could bring into existence a person, okay, like if I if if I had a, a baby next week, that's all right. Well, we I can help you with that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, that's that's one person, right? Or I could wait uh, a year. And I'd be in a better situation to take care of the baby, uh, and then I could have the baby then. Which you know, what should I choose? And like instinctively, people want to say, "Well, wait," you know, consider the interests of the baby. Uh, wait, wait, and have it later, so it will have a better life. But then, what you have to think about is, it wouldn't be the same person as the baby I would have if I had it next week. So it's like I'm not making the life 
of the baby better or worse because the, I'm the, creating a different life yeah the life I have in a year could either not exist or it could exist with the life it has and or, or the baby I have next week could either not exist or it could exist with the life I give it so it's like there's not really a good decision but people but in you know instinctively we think well no the second option is better and it's like well why is that and that's what that's what I'll be How answering interesting it is interesting have, have you come across the antinatalism argument then um we did we did antinatalism in in as a general topic um, wow! Kind of agree. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a bit mad. Yeah, you hear antinatalism and you go antinat again. What? No. <laughs> and then somebody basically goes, "Well, human life is suffering," and you go, "Shit!" Do you know what? I'm on board. He's so right. Far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what will the complete? What will the conclusion be? Oh, don't make life. What? <laughs> Yeah. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> it's all a bit it's all a bit mad and labelled as extreme, but then so is veganism. So it kinda makes me feel more yeah. and so, sympathy towards the view, to be honest. So is one in people. As soon as someone healthcare. labels it as extreme, when I can go, Well well it's not it's not really ex- extreme to not do something <laughs> that might cause suffering, is it? Yeah. It's like isn't the extreme thing like pushing a baby out of a 2p coin sized hole that's extreme okay <laughs> can we just <laughs> edit that last <laughs> what, what part of it uh, would you want to edit <laughs> uh, just the, the oh, n- fuck it anyway leave it but that's yeah. the outro <laughs> we've, we've been wafflers this has been Awful cast. Beyond Beyond <laughs> Humanity. Is that is that the name Something of it? Like that, beyond Yeah. yeah. Uh, be Behold My Hand. <laughs> no. Uh be Beehive Mannequins. Uh <laughs> Behold a man. Behold mankind. Behold mankind. And I've been Alex and you've been Jamie. No, wait. Shit, shit, wait, shit. no, I've I've been Jamie and you've been Alex. Oh, I think I've been Alex and Jamie and you've been a mirror. Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in a simulation. What a twist. <laughs> and all of this is just nonsense. And I'm just a brain in a vat. No, that... Putnam <laughs> is dead wrong. We really are brains in vats. Anyway. No, that would be the prestige. Well, no, that... yes it would. No, that would be the Joker. <laughs> oh. No, that would be Okia. Anyway. <laughs> Okia you're talking about? <laughs> It's not even a good pun. That's terrible. Should we stop now? I yeah.